Our scripture reading for today comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 10 through 9. Hear these words of scripture. And Jesus said, I've loved you the way my Father has loved me. Make yourselves at home in my love. If you keep my commands, you'll remain intimately at home in my love. That's what I've done. Kept my Father's commands and made myself at home in his love. I've told you these things for a purpose, that my joy might be your joy, and your joy wholly mature. This is my command. Love one another the way I have loved you. This is the very best way to love. Put your life on the line for your friends. You are my friends when you do the things I command you. I'm no longer calling you servants, because servants don't understand what their master is thinking and planning. No, I've named you friends because I've let you in on everything, everything that I've heard from the Father. You didn't choose me, remember. I chose you and put you in the world to bear fruit, a fruit that won't spoil. As fruit bearers, whatever you ask in the Father in relation to me, he gives you. But remember the root command Love one another. If you find the godless world hating you, remember it got its start hating me. If you lived on the world's terms, the world would love you as one of its own. But since I picked you to live on God's terms and no longer in the world's terms, the world is going to hate you. The word of God for the people of God. Thank you, Mike. So today we continue in our three-week series titled Abide. In the Gospel of John, Jesus uses this analogy of the vine and the branches to help us understand how we are to live in the world by abiding in God, resting in God, trusting in the Lord, being sustained by God's Spirit. And the, be the beginning of the summer is a good time to remember this lesson, to meditate and to pause and think about it, because our routines and schedules change as the days become longer and the weather is warmer and the kids are out of school in Brecksville almost. Summer can be a slower and a more intentional time. But often, we end up filling our schedules with all kinds of activities. Activities that we don't get to do the rest of the year. But we add them to our already regular busy schedules with all of the work and the family demands, and it makes our lives even busier. So what would this summer look like if we took this change in routine as an opportunity to pause, to abide with God, to rest, to trust, and to sustain ourselves with God's spirit? Let's pray. Oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing and joyful to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen.
We began last week with the first verses of John 15. And it concluded with saying, Jesus saying, live in me. Make your home in me as, just as I do in you. In the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine, you can't bear fruit unless you're joined with me. He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation, intimate and organic, the harvest then is sure to be abundant. And so today Jesus goes on to explain how we do this, how we live in God. He says, make yourselves at home in my love. He says, if you keep my commands, you'll remain intimately at home in my love. That's what I've done, Jesus says. I've kept my father's commands and made myself at home in his love. And I've mentioned before how each time we come to scripture, God speaks to us. And sometimes we can come back to a scripture we've read again and again and again, and we can see it with a new light. And that happened to me this time when I was reading this scripture. This time, when I read the scripture, the, those words, keep my command, kept popping off the page. Jesus says it over and over again, keep my command in different ways. And if we go back, way, way back into scripture, into, back into history, into the story of the Bible, we see the commands that God gave God's people, what we know as the Ten Commandments. And like Jesus says in today's scripture that Mike read for us, the crux of all of these commandments is love one another. No matter what your history is with the church, you probably know at least a few of these commands. Number one, don't have any gods other than God. Two, don't make any idols. Don't do it. Three, don't misuse the name of God. Four, remember the Sabbath day. Keep it holy. Five, honor your parents. Mitchell, honor your parents. Andrew, honor your parents. Where's Rasul? Honor your parents, Russ. Because it's not just for children, little children. Six, don't murder. Seven, don't commit adultery. Eight, don't steal. Nine, don't lie. Ten, don't covet. I think we can all agree on at least most of these commands, right? Don't lie, don't steal, don't murder. Those are, those are good things. Like, just don't do that, right? Like, that's what, like, the, the world can agree. Even honor your parents. Respect them, appreciate what they've done for you. But there's one or two of these commandments that we often see as optional. Namely, the one that really sticks out to me right now is remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Because keeping the Sabbath is not convenient. It's not part of our culture like don't kill people. 
or other things. Like, that's part of the culture, right? Like, that's just a thing. Well, keeping the Sabbath is not the same. That one, we feel, is, is completely countercultural. The English word Sabbath, it comes from the Hebrew word Shabbat, which means to cease or to stop. So to keep the Sabbath means that you're going to take an entire day and you're going to just stop. You're going to cease from all of the work, all of the striving, and just be. And that just simply doesn't compute with our culture. There's things to do, right? As I'm standing here, I can look at the faces and the eye rolls that are like obvious and not so obvious. I feel it. I know. I understand. And often when we, we hear the reason for Sabbath, it's the one that it, we, we see um, the Ten Commandments in two places, in Exodus and in Deuteronomy. In Exodus, the reason for Sabbath is described as rest on the seventh day because God rested on the seventh day of creation. That's the reason for Sabbath in Exodus. I want to read the Sabbath command found in Deuteronomy. This is chapter 5, verse 12. And this is the one that really, this really struck me when I read this in Deuteronomy. Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, as the Lord your God has commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all of your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall do, not do any work, neither you nor your daughter or son or nor your male or female servant nor your ox or your donkey. You get off your donkey and you rest. Get it? Not any of your animals nor any foreigner residing in your towns so that your male and female servants may rest as you do. Everyone rests. And it goes on in 15. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. That verse 15, remember that you were slaves in Egypt, and that, your, at, that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Now, we're not the Israelite people that this scripture was originally written for and about. But this still is a reminder for us that we are not slaves. Our sole purpose in life is not working, whether that's working in a job to earn money or working to achieve in some other way. That is not the purpose of our life. Just as God provided a way out of Egypt for the Israelites, God will and does provide for us. Keeping the Sabbath, it's a weekly practice in trusting that God provides. That the world will not stop if we stop. The world will keep going. Kara K. Root is a, is a Presbyterian pastor, and she has a sermon in which she, she shares about the Sabbath. 
in a way telling it how God, in a way that God is speaking. And so I want to share that with you here. Imagine God saying this to you. You're going to keep thinking this is all about what you can earn or prove or buy or win. So you'll keep seeing each other as competition and threat and burden and obstruction. God says this is the way of fear, the way of sin, the way of slavery and death. God says, but the reality is, you are free. The reality is, you already belong to me. The reality is, I, God, I have all you need. I am all you need, says God. I am a God of abundance and joy and hope and rest and peace and enough. And so, because you are going to keep on forgetting this, God says, because God knows us, here's my big suggestion to help you remember. Ready? Every single week, I want you to stop. Just stop. For one whole day. Every seven or so, just step off the ride. Stop measuring, stop comparing, and worrying, and working. Stop judging, and competing, and producing, and buying, and trying to win. Just stop. All of you. Rest. Shut it down. Shut the computer down. The phone. Shut it down. Come back to real life, God says. It's enough. You are enough. I am enough for you, God says. I am your God. You are my people. This whole world belongs to me, and I am not letting go. Remember that. God says, and I know that if you stop, and if you rest like I rest, and if you celebrate like I celebrate, if you wake up from your angry and your hectic stupor and raise your head and see the world, this beautiful world, and if you look at each other truly, without the screen between you, without the to-do list in front of you, and without the wariness within you, and if instead of the noise of the pressing world and all of its violent, vying agendas pounding in your ears, you listen to the silence and the pause and the air and the birds and the children and the heartbeat and the tears, and the laughter, the dreams, and the sighing, you will remember. You won't be able to help but remember. You'll breathe again 
you'll come back into the kingdom of God, back to your home in me. You'll see again that I am right here. That life is a gift. That instead of living chronically fearful and anxious, there is so much to be thankful for and so much to delight in. You'll care for each other and share with each other, and again, you will be my people, and I will be your God. Because it's how I've made it all in the first place, and it's how it will all be in the end. That is the reason for Sabbath. Yes, Sabbath is a command, but more importantly, Sabbath is a gift. It's a gift God has given us to routinely every seven days to remember our home that is intimately and organically found in God. Yes, it is 100% countercultural. But as Jesus says in the end of today's scripture, we are to live on God's terms, not the world's. So I wonder, what does it look like for you to take Sabbath? It doesn't have to be stopping and sitting and being silent for an entire day. That sounds like the worst, like the literal actual worst, just sitting and not doing anything at all and just, I don't know, listening like, my brain won't do that. That's not what Sabbath is. It can be if you really enjoy that. Or it can be spending time with your family and your friends. Sabbath is stopping, resting, coming back to real life with God, enjoying the life that God has given you with your family, your friends, your loved ones, to remember and to revel in the goodness that God has bestowed upon you, to remember that you are enough, not because of anything that you have done to achieve, but because you are God's beloved. Sabbath is to just be. That is the gift that God has commanded us to receive. What a good and a beautiful gift. So really, the question is, are you willing to receive that gift, even though it might be scary and a little intimidating and make you, cause you to think about your life and what's going on? It is good and it is beautiful. And I challenge you to think about that this week. Let us pray. God, you do give us such a gift of simply being and how difficult and scary and challenging it is to stop. All of the what-ifs come to mind. Thinking that the world will end. How will anything get done if I don't do it? 
but let us trust in you. Let us trust that if it needs done, it'll get done. That you are the Savior, not us. Thank you, God. Amen. And as the worship band comes forward to lead us in our next song, I do want to invite those online to share any prayers with us, prayer at brexelumc.com, also the comments on Facebook or our text number, and know that we are entering a time of praying with one another through God's Spirit. So I invite you to please stand in body or in spirit as we sing together. like a hurricane I am a tree bending beneath the weight of his wind and mercy when all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory and I realize just how beautiful you are and how great you
may be seated. We have quite a few prayers this morning. Gail asks for continued prayers for Ruth as she recovers from an accident. And Joni asks for prayers for the Slifkak family on the loss of Ralph due to cancer. Ralph's son, husband, brother, and father. And Linda asks for continued prayers for Ruth as well as for Bev, who's recovering from a stroke and for Deanne. Quite a few prayers for Deanne and Bev and Ruth and the Slipcacks. And then also um, Kathy and Matt Abel uh, have the joy of and invite us to celebrate with them as they are going to be first time grandparents. Uh, Amanda and Frank are expecting in November. Yay! Um, and then also, uh, Judy asked for prayers for her 16-year-old nephew, Jack, who has bone cancer. Uh, it's spreading and the clinical trial is not working. And then also prayers for of joy, Matt and Max, um, uh, their adoptive daughter was born yesterday uh, at 7.38 p.m. Magnolia Ariana Gabor. That's such a pretty name. Six pounds, eight ounces, 21 inches, because they told me this, and so I feel like I have to announce it. <laughs> and as I, I share these, we can see that God is with us in the greatest of joys as well as the deepest of troubles and, and, and sorrow and frustration, as well as everything in between. And so let us go to our Lord now. Oh God, you are the vine of life. We are nestled in your branches, taking shelter and sustaining in the shade the shade of your strength. Oh God, with thanksgiving, we celebrate the growth, the hope that we have found in placing our roots in you. And we ask that you might make us more than sour grapes and unripe olives, that our branches may bow with the weight of the fruit that you have bestowed upon us. And, O oh God, may we welcome others into the safe shelter of your branches, giving them rest from the cold and the darkness, the hatred and the loneliness of this world. Instead, God, may your spirit enable us to value the gifts and the talents of each and every person. And may our leaves soak up your light. So when we meet those who are worn down, with illness and loneliness, grief and abandonment. Oh God, the light of your presence shines through us and they might feel your compassion and hope. For you are the gardener of all life. As you trim and you shape us for your purpose, may we place our prayers into your hands and trust that new seeds may grow from tired and empty thoughts tired and empty hearts, 
we know that we are sustained through the power of your spirit. And we pray all of these things through the beautiful name of Jesus, praying together the prayer he taught so long ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. One of the last things we do each week is to remind ourselves that church does not end when the worship service is over. We are a church made up of people like the Good Samaritan, who get off our donkeys and we go and love like Jesus. So here are some ways that you can do that and also have some time of Sabbath with God. The first is through our Good Neighbor Experiment bingo card. You can find these in the back and they're also at bumclinks.com. Um, I'm not gonna give all the instructions because it's on the card, but get one of these, fill it out, and then turn it in by July 2nd, and the first people to turn it in get a Honey Hut gift card. Yummy, because it's ice cream. And you guys are not excited about anything today, not even ice cream, what is this? Oh my gosh. Well, you're really not gonna get excited about fixing bikes then, because that's what's happening on Tuesday. Jamie's excited. On Tuesday, there's going to be some volunteers from KeyBank, and they're going to be here fixing bikes uh, this coming Tuesday. And so you are invited to come from 1 to 5 um, and join them and, and be a part of the community in fixing bikes and getting them to the people who need them. And then we also, this Friday, we have Worship in the Woods. And that is an opportunity to abide with God, to be with God and God's people in God's creation. It's uh, 7 o'clock at the Meadows picnic area, and there's a, a short hike, and then some music, some s'mores, and a meditation. Lots of fun. You can go to bumclinks.com to find out more information about that. It's also in um, your bulletin. And then also, the final thing is we have home days, Brexville home days coming up, and we need lots of um, lots of volunteers for that. We have the fishing booths that will be out there, and you can, we need lots of help just helping kids fish for prizes. It's adorable. You should sign up for it. And then also, we are having a pie contest, pie baking contest, not a pie eating contest. Those are two very different things. Pie baking contest, and we need lots of people to help for that as well, and lots of bakers too. Um, so, and that will be, um, we're gonna announce the, the winner at the grandstand, and it's like a whole big thing. You get an award and all of it. I don't think the award is ice cream, though, so that you have to do the bingo card. All right, with all of that, let us receive the benediction and let us go and do God's good work. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. Let us stand and sing.
y'all. Thanks for joining us. Have a wonderful week.